So, hello, good afternoon. My name is Anthony Carr, and welcome to another episode of the Just Ask Podcast. Today, we have a longtime friend, financial advisor, Bianca Hislop. Hi, how are you? <laughs> I'm fine, how are you? I'm fine, thank you. So, before we start on our topic today, give the people a little insight. Who is Bianca Hislop? Okay, so Bianca Hislop is... A girl, um, you know, female, of course. <laughs> a fun-loving individual who really just tries to spread love and joy to everyone she meets. Um, a natural nurturer, for sure. Sees everybody as her kids. And just someone who really wants to see the best for everyone in her life at this point. So, yeah. advisor in life. In That's life. That's what you're saying. The, t- the title is financial advisor, but I think... I can change your life advisor nowadays. <laughs> <laughs> All right. I love that. Yes. So, um, as a financial advisor, what do you think is your goal to all of your clients? My goal for all my clients really is to firstly understand what finance means to them. Okay. Yeah. I think that's really a big thing because many times we don't really... We hear about finances, we really know what it is, we don't know what it means to us. And I think actually having us actualize that would actually be the first step in building um, that relationship financially or their financial journey. So do you think that people, um, like, because my main audience for this podcast would be like 16 to 35. Okay. So do you think people around my age neglect finances, like neglect how to maintain them? Um, I, I can't even say that they neglect it if they don't really know what it is to begin with. You said that we're misinformed. Yeah, very much so. Um, misinformed entirely. Sometimes we just think finances mean just the money we have in our pocket. Um, mm-hmm. We don't realize that there's a bigger picture to it all. We don't realize how much more detailed finances can actually get. We don't really even know how to manage our money to begin with, much less to really get into the meat of the matter of finances overall. So being misinformed is a big thing. Um, you can't neglect something that you don't really know or have never really been exposed to. True, true. And um, there are not really any mechanisms in our school and our education to teach us Absolutely. about specifically yeah. finances and what it's like to be... I guess past the age of 18 where we're, <laughs> we're supposed to be at least a bit financially literate in the mm-hmm. stuff that we do and how we spend our money and how just to survive, really. Correct. So then do you think, how do you think economic stability comes into our play? Because you think that a lot of us do have at least some sort of income by the time we're 18 to 18, 20. Because yeah. we'd have been doing like summer jobs. It wouldn't be much, but it would be something that we could use as a platform to mm-hmm. make money. Correct. So what would be your advice to anyone who does not really understand how to be financially stable? All right. So my advice to anyone who would actually want to learn how to be financially yeah. stable would be... Firstly, finding out how you're going to segregate this first income that you get, your first pay, your first twenty, thirty thousand dollar. What do you think about doing first? Mm-hmm. If you say you want to go buy a house and land, then that's a no-no. <laughs> but what I think is important that, as you rightly said, we don't, we're not taught in our system, is to teach us how to segregate our funds in terms of what you do first, which would be saving first. How much do you actually save first, and then what goals you want? 
mm. in the future, then you start separating the same $20,000 into different percentage amounts, 10% towards your saving, 10% towards this particular goal. And then now we'd actually be creating a habit moving forward with how mm. we're going to be like segregating our money moving as you go along, as you earn more, it would follow that same pattern. So that will teach us a lot of responsibility. That's where the first step in financial responsibility comes in as well. Mm. And then you slowly see how well you can actually gradually grow in your finances. Cause, Which makes sense. Yeah, because I personally started doing that and I realized how it had helped. And without months of working, you can fall back on just that money in those different types of funds being separated can help you at some point as well. And do you think that um, education would be the best way? I mean, I know that... I know that the person can come to you and because you've been trained mm -hmm. to give them all this information yeah. that they wouldn't otherwise know. But do you think there's another way that they should, like, at some point be ready to learn about this topic? So I see um, finances or money management rather being very practical more than theoretical. Mm -hmm. So in the education system, we're not taught this at all, yes, but there can be a way where it can be introduced. So it's not so much you are going to be taught, oh, yes, this is how you do whatever, but at least introduce them. You know that you have a group of fifth formers, sixth formers before their mm -hmm. exams. When they're getting their summer jobs, as you said, mm -hmm. you can actually show them when you do get your first pay, this is, how, this is a good way of how you can first allocate your funds mm -hmm. and see how it works for them. Because I don't think they're actually going to get it until they actually start earning the money, then doing it. I feel like that's like life because yeah. even me being in the accounting sector now, like, until you actually pick up, for example, a recon and see what a recon is, mm -hmm. then you <laughs> being in university or class, you not gonna you, know. you're not going to know. You're going to yeah. be so shocked that something that's so simple seems so hard to you, even though you know all of the information yeah. because you haven't been, as you said, practical. Yeah. You haven't been doing it. So imagine when not even learning about it at all yeah. and then doing it, which is unfortunately what we actually have to live with right yeah, now. Yeah, and a big part of this podcast, I want it to be where we are having this, these discussions because mm -hmm. sometimes it's not really, they're not wanted. It's like you just don't know where to start. You don't know where to go. Yep. You don't know who to ask. Like someone might see your title as a financial advisor and think that, you only deal with people with big money or... No. You know, but it's reality. It's true. Because if you're a financial advisor and then I'm... The, simple, the first question I ask, I'm just like, have you even started a budget? They're saying no, but somebody like you can't help me. I said, that's what my title is here for. Yeah. <laughs> you know, little things, you know. It's just really just little things, but you don't have to have money for start doing these things. Have the interest, the intent to wanting to do it. Mm -hmm. Then that's where I... I that's where I instantly step into your life you know mm -hmm. some people really think as you said is when money or if you have not got paid this or buy that kind of product or whatever no it's i really genuinely just want to see you start the real actual principles of how to manage your money first because it doesn't make sense you having the big money and then doing this now and you still don't understand the fundamentals of how to manage it true true and some people think because um because they're not saving in the the okay and I say the norm way mm -hmm. that they're the other person's just wasting their money. Which mm -hmm. is not right which is not the right thing to say. It's if you're not saving or investing any of at your all. money yeah. at all, then 
That is where you're going Correct. wrong. Because there's no right or wrong way to do it, but there are always better ways. Yeah, I would say. Um, a lot of the, and that's where it comes from, misinformation. Yeah. Because mm-hmm. <laughs> a lot of people like to like attack people for um, using the only way that they know how to save. When yeah. I think it's a kind of... Uh, um, are bad on both parts because it's bad on the person who just says that bank is the only way to save and it's actually bad on the person who thinks that, you know, bank is the only way to save. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. So it's just about information at the end yeah. of the day. And even when you brought up um, that we're not taught this or who teaches us this, we grow up with persons or parents rather who don't know any better and that is what they're going to teach us. Well, true. And that's the kind of same principles we're going to follow. You know, you'd save whatever is left or, you know, you can't save if you have to pay all of this and do all of that. And then you kind of just break the whole journey or want to start the journey of actually starting it the right way, which is to save first, too. True. Because, for example, my mom always pushed me to save some money. Mm-hmm. And I always loved that even though she wants me to save some of my money, she's open to the idea of, like, investing and yeah. all those. It's not everyone open to the idea of investing. Some <laughs> people think that... Once they hear invest, they think that you're throwing away your money Correct. into something that plausibly not going to give you any money now, mm-hmm. later, or scamming. Because we live in a scam-based society True. here in Jamaica. So it's just one of those things. Mm-hmm. One of the things I wanted to ask you is what keeps you motivated? Like what keeps you motivated to want to help to help all these people? Because, you know, some people say they're, they want to help you financially, but they're not. Yeah. That's not what they really Correct. want to do. They just wanted to sign insurance or they just want to. So what mm-hmm. keeps you motivated? Actually, it's just recently this actually um, hit me and it hit me from hearing a client share what happened um, after. So a little story. Um, a client just called me out of the blue. She wants to take out a loan for a mortgage, but yet she still has another loan to pay off. And then she is in the process of what deciding whether or not she should take out a third loan (laughs) and uh, this is me like wow okay where do we start i said all right let me meet you tomorrow like what time you have free in a day went to meet her and instantly i first thought about just going through everything that she has right now where her income is concerned what her expenses are looking like like what um her debt is looking like and everything and we went through a whole plan as to how we can get this done in the time frame of a month, which would have been end of this month. And we did that, and she actually followed the instructions, mm-hmm. and we went through doing that. And only to get a call from her in the third week of the month, before the end of the month, saying that she got that loan paid off, the mortgage came through, and because of how we structured things, she realized she did not have to take out the third loan. You see, a little aura that can solve <laughs> so much. I tell you. One conversation. One conversation, and... It's crazy because I'm like, wow, this is really my job as a financial advisor. Yes, he can sell them insurance and products, but at the end of the day, if I'm not genuinely helping my clients like this, I really don't think I'm doing my job. And just after experiencing the feeling of just getting a call like that happened and, Mm -hmm. you know, the time invested in doing that, that is what really pushed me more Mm -hmm. every day to just wanting to do that more for others, to see them really grow financially and to see that their financial situation at the end of the day is actually changing and that's that's what really makes me feel so much happy like just going out again i'm like who else can i meet to help like this you know and yeah that's what really pushes me most more than anything else in this job and i always got that vibe from you not because i just know you because i know a lot of people who 
you know, sell insurance at Sajik Core. And at the end of the day, we're in a country where, you know, money is the the crux of the problems for everyone. So Roots of all one, evil. Yeah. Once you get that job, <laughs> right, you want to maintain that job and yeah. be the most of that job. And most times that's going to mean financially. But I think sometimes we take away from the the just morally idea of helping people, Correct. especially someone in your um, field that is tasked with helping people yeah. build their phones. Correct. Like, I work for a bank, so I know that I customer service is A1 mm-hmm. to everyone that I do, but I'm internal, so I don't really see much of what people. Happened. Yeah. But to be in your part, just to not be like morally sound with people would be disastrous if you're not motivated. Of course, trust me, because you have persons I realize either money would motivate them mm-hmm. or just like the numbers or just excitement of just how competitive the industry can be. Yeah. But at the end of the day, are you genuinely helping the clients or is it just because of your paycheck? You know, little things that, that you really have to think about because you don't get the title financial advisor if you're really not doing that part. Then you're just going out as an insurance agent. Mm-hmm. And, and I think it has to be like a genuine thing yeah. because some people... To be honest, don't want to help themselves. Mm-hmm. Some people, they steal money, they just want to spend it. Yep. They don't want to hear the whole long process of, oh, this might take a lot of time mm-hmm. and those things. To motivate someone, you kind of have to have the motivation to motivate that person. Exactly. And I take that out of finance. That's just life in general. Because, yeah. you know, maybe I'm not the type of person who likes to work out. Well, that's why I get a trainer. Mm-hmm. It's not always because the trainer knows everything. It's because you just want to have that person there. Correct. And that person sees a vision that you may not see. Because sometimes in this life, yes, we may think we can do it on our own. But if we don't have somebody that can see the vision for us and help push us us to that vision, Mm -hmm. then you're really not going to ever get there too. So um, I I wanted this show, a big Mm -hmm. part of the show, to be the mental side Mm -hmm. of life. So... We sp- we speak about the the money and stuff. What do you, th- what kind of mindset do you think it takes to, like, start from, you know, when you just get your first couple of cash, you know, in summer job and building mm-hmm. that into something. So the first mindset is where, this may sound cliche, but where do you see yourself <laughs> in the next like few years, you know? Because that will determine the different actions or stuff that you're doing now, you know, will determine what you will be in the next few years. So, like, you get your first set of money. You know, I wish, I personally am speaking from experience here, I wish I was thinking like that, you know. Mm-hmm. What am I going to do now to start doing this? You know, you start a little later, but at the end of the day, at least you started. Because when you get this first cash, it's like, all right. I want to be this kind of person by this age. What are the certain principles or things I have to employ now to get there? You kind of have to think on a wider scale, the kind of house you want to live in, stuff like that. That's just what kind of would push you intrinsically to try and achieve certain things or Mm. to try and manage your money better and not just think, oh, you're going to have to spend, especially when you're young because you get so excited and you want to get things, you want to do things, but then you kind of stray from the overall goal or what you want to achieve. And then we don't want to be in the space of playing catch up when mm-hmm. that time does come. So if we kind of get the realization early or if we get somebody come in and kind of tell us, say, you know, this is it and give us a blueprint early, then I say run with it. Yeah, and to piggyback off what you said, mm-hmm. when, you know, you just get your first bus, sometimes even though, you know, I think 
the older generation think, well, they they know that, you know, we've been dependent on them our whole lives. Yeah. So when we get a little money, you know, we just kind of want to be able to say, you know, I bought that for myself. I did that for myself. But I think they know that, but sometimes fight the fact that they also need to be able to say, yo, even though you want this, remember they that should step in you should be up. saving, it's you true. should be investing. But they're not going to remind us of that because I also think it's a cultural thing to Jamaican parents. Graphing. When they, <laughs> when the pin of them grow up and thing, you know, it's like, all right, it's time to switch the roles a little, you know, like them kind of ease it in, you know, you know, yeah, you can start yeah. help with this, you know, you can start, they yeah. kind of ease it in a little and you don't, you kind of just lose track thinking because you think, you know, you're earning the money you're supposed to, so you already have the mindset of wanting to be independent. Mm-hmm. So when they're also easing these additional res- responsibilities to you at this point too mm-hmm. it just seems like this is how it should be yeah it's true I suppose I'm supposed to be doing some more and, mm-hmm. and then you realize that you fall into a trap of taking on what you're not supposed to do early yeah and then you end up not really g- being on that streamlined path of achieving a certain goal and by being responsible with your money too because mm-hmm. you get distracted so mm-hmm. quick as you start because of your own ignorance or independence rather and then the parents also wanting to step in in their own way. True. And I think that breaks the idea of wanting your child to leave the house financially stable. Because <laughs> yep. you leave their house. Some of, some of them leave the house just because they can't take the constant arguing or just the fact that they're, they think that they're a grown person and mm-hmm. they shouldn't have to be answering to I'm someone mm-hmm. for everything. <laughs> so um, it's, it, it becomes like you have to pick your piece over your wallet. Mm-hmm. And I can understand that, but I think at some point they have to remember that, you know, the stability... Um, if that become if your if your money becomes unstable, mm-hmm. then when you leave, you're gonna become more Un- mentally drained. Correct, and even more unstable too. Yeah, because now maybe you're saying I can't, because sometimes it piles on. Because mm-hmm. because I was speaking to a friend the other day, and I, they were telling me that you think about it like that at first, and then what piles on is that no, you're saying I can't live at home. And I can't afford to live away. So what the hell, you know, what am I going to do? Yeah. So I think that having these conversations early about just being stable mm-hmm. financially with someone mm-hmm. like yourself yeah. would help that person to be able to achieve that goal quicker yeah. while understanding the drawbacks they have before they make a rash decision. Correct. It's so it's weird, mm-hmm. but I think that a lot of us need to like make the push to have that conversation with someone. Mm-hmm. Cause you know, I think we underestimate because of technology, we underestimate the power of a conversation with someone that knows just a little bit more about the situation oh than you. Oh my gosh, yeah, because your phone screen can't talk to you and give you everything yeah. fair, you know. It can't <laughs> be empathic with you. Correct. It, sometimes facts are too borderline with it. Because mm-hmm. sometimes you read something and until someone explains it to you, yeah. it or doesn't come full circle. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Or an experience Correct. show you that maybe something that you saw that was hard is necessary for you to go through that hardship for you to, you know, yep. benefit for it from it in That's the long true. run. Because even the same point you made about wanting to move out and stuff, 
I have like I did that and I realized it kind of put you several steps back mm-hmm. because you start spending more money to be paying rent or doing this when you realize that yo you know the stress that I put up through with just ensuring to meet this bill a month time is almost equal to the same stress you had at home with whatever it is yeah, yeah and then yeah. you could have left on a more financially stable um ground versus rocky and then you go into more rockiness Mm -hmm. and then it just doesn't make any sense too Mm -hmm. so it's kind of like which battle am i willing to put up with as you said too Mm -hmm. and honestly i will say like from experience just go on with that battle first because that one would actually end a little quicker because you would now be able to have a better financial standing so you can actually leave sooner versus leaving too early mm. and then in a longer financial struggle. Yeah. Which I think the latter just does not make any sense. And just to be clear to that, so that mm-hmm. we're not saying that you're going to make the right decision all the time. No. <laughs> but being informed yeah. sometimes helps you to make a better decision because... You could be in for name it around decision, mm. but at the end of the day, you want to be able to know that you actually put all your eggs in the basket to make that decision. Yeah. And, and it's also learning too. Even if you make the wrong decision, you can only learn from it. You can never fail. Yeah. And I think that's something I'm going to speak about mm. in another episode. Just coping with knowing that you're going to fail at some stuff. Yeah. But sometimes the fail leads to something that you could really really look back at and say, wow, I'm glad I did that then and not now. Yeah. Um, to piggyback off that now, mm-hmm. I know that you're a young professional and you're just starting and you have goals for yourself. So mm-hmm. where do you see yourself in five years? Oh, in five years, uh, I see myself as a very successful entrepreneur. Okay. Um, in the real estate market, for sure. <laughs> mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, having a, my family and kids and, you know, yeah. But also what I really see myself doing is really, I would say, transforming lives by really touching persons on a different level. You know, every day we get up, we see goal setting, vision boarding, motivation, this and whatever. That's yeah. all great. But at the same time, when you just being in this job, I realize when you actually interact with somebody on just that personal level, that one-on-one just communication, mm-hmm. you impart something, they impart something, and you'd be surprised to see how impactful just that one-off thing is. And I feel like I see myself kind of wanting to start that trend with other persons, like to find those persons who really like help to impact someone that you would not least expect or think about. Like, you know, you invite somebody to a conference, but they're not the person you want to see at that conference. True, true. But to even just go into the schools, adopt a child and just have them as that person you speak to, mentor them in such a way, yeah, yeah. you know, stuff like that. I think that one-on-one thing in today's world and how things are technology, we kind of stray from experiencing that and seeing how powerful it is. Yeah, my and mom always talk about like, you know, you being on the phone all the time and mm-hmm. um, why not like go make an impact on someone? And yeah. I say, that's a bit drastic, but sometimes I feel that way, to be yeah. honest. One of the reasons I start the podcast to me is because I like having these conversations with people, mm-hmm. conversations that are meaningful. Sometimes uh, conversations over the phone, yes, it can be meaningful, but a lot of the time when you see someone in person, a joke can only go so far. Mm. It kind of shows you who you can reason with, like yeah. who you can have a constructive conversation with. Because, yeah, 
life is not to be taken too serious. But sometimes the serious things that you talk with, with someone can yeah. show you who you can be, do business with, mm-hmm. who needs help. Precisely. Like, not just financially, but emotionally, you know? It's, trust me, that I can't testify to the emotional part. It's huge because as much as we can speak to um, a wide audience and a lot of people and they can touch, get that touch and understand and, you know, take that lesson or whatever you're preaching to them and run with it. Mm-hmm. You have other persons who you just generally have to just look them in the eye just at one time and just say that one word of encouragement to them for them to really get it, you know. Mm-hmm. Like you're talking to a crowd of a thousand listeners, but then you speak into that one audience of that one duo and then that just transforms so many different persons. You just see the ripple effect after that. True. Um, it's like what I tell like most of my male friends that mm-hmm. when you see a girl and she looks nice, you don't always have to do the like the whole cow balling thing that Mr. Dogs do. Sometimes <laughs> you can just tell her, Hey, you look nice. Yeah. That that could mean so much for someone who probably, you know, wasn't having a good day, you yeah. know, probably um probably doubted themselves, mm-hmm. you know, to give them that boost. Correct. Um, some people think the little things don't matter anymore and it's crazy to me because the smallest thing <sighs> can matter you see like how um, we're about to get into this mm-hmm. but like the smallest prayer for someone oh my gosh can mean some, even if the person is not really very religious the 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 pr- the smallest prayer for someone can mean so much for that person. It's going to make me cry because <laughs> <yeah>. <laughs> just just the fact that the person is willing to mm-hmm. you know invoke the speak it into being for you because you know sometimes we're low and we just want someone to help us up so we can stand up. Yep, yep. So what we're about to get into now is what does God mean to you? Because I'm going to have a conversation about, like, where it is for me. Yeah. But I like to ask someone who, like you, who I mm. know, you know, lives and breathes faith. Mm. Yeah. Like, what does God mean to you? Um, right now, everything. Like, my entire life. Like, I've been saying these past few months, I'm just clearly a puppet, you know. Because <laughs> I realize that... Um, just listening and obeying and just doing things that he ever wanted. In the past, I didn't realize it was really maybe God trying to put himself into my life like right now and wanting to be the center of my life. I didn't see it that way and I thought I could have done it on my own and do everything on my own. But when you really kind of let go of that control that you thought you had over your life, you realize that things that you'd have been stressed about or feel pressured about or flustered about it just worked out in such a way where it's just so welcomed and it's actually overflowing in abundance as well mm-hmm. and i'm just like it's just crazy because even from what you said right before that question i had a client mine run on them like you know my good client from a long time and i said let me just check in to see how they're doing he's actually just stressed out <laughs> And I think this is something I actually would do more moving forward with persons, as you said, you know, to really talk to that person and, you know, empathize with them and stuff like that. Yeah. And met with him and he was just sharing out with what he stressed about, you know, awaiting like a confirmation on something, not seeing it and just very nervous, you know, it's affecting his work, it's affecting life and so forth. So as his advisor, I'm just like, all right, 
first thing I want to think, let's start planning out how things would be when you do get this opportunity. Start doing over his budget and everything. I'm like doing. Yeah, he's help moving forward. Yeah, exactly. So he's mm. just like, but I don't get it yet. How can I said it's not a matter if you don't get it. Do when you get it. So will it? Oh, when you get it, this is what we're going to do. Mm. And he's just like, I, I don't understand because it's two months and he's still on it. I'm like, look here. You're not, you're not supposed to be anxious. And then it was just a week before that someone shared with me a scripture, Philippians 4, verse 6, where it t- tells you not to be anxious. Mm-hmm. And I shared that with him. He read it, and then I prayed with him. And I could have seen how amazing that was the next day, the next morning. Mm-hmm. It's crazy that I kid you not. <laughs> He sends me a message with the email confirmation that he got through with this thing he's been waiting for two months for and been so stressed about. And I just instantly start crying. And this is where I know, like, the power of God is really, like, also directing me into the lives of others and Mm -hmm. just, you know, really, truly that genuineness of just wanting better for that person and believing it for them as well Mm -hmm. makes such a difference. And I say I look for that in people, right? Mm -hmm. Because, like, some people, and as I always try to say, some people will think that faith is just a um, just a, a a construct. But to me, even if you don't believe in God or what they're saying, you have to believe in something. Mm-hmm. And at the end of the day, faith to me is a lot about you just knowing that you are meant to do this. You're meant to help this person. Yeah. You're a genuine good person, so you help this yeah. person. It's just there. Mm-hmm. And if you have faith in yourself, if you have faith in God, then it will work out. Yeah, like, trust me, like Jesus works everything out for me, right? And it's going to always work out for the, the good that loves him. Like, it just, it just happens. Everything works out all the time. And he hears your heart. He knows your desires. And I... I'll really go into this much more, but you know, just yeah. the faith really, it's 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 a thing. And if you really like submit yourselves to it, yeah. the things that happen you think is magic. And that's how I see life no type magic. I I totally agree. <laughs> um so well, quick hitters. So mm-hmm. these are just questions I'm gonna ask you. Okay. And you try your best to answer them. Okay, sure. So um what do you say to the little person in school who wants to be a financial advisor? I say go for it. And if you want to challenge yourself, you go even harder. <laughs> <laughs> and always remember that if you really decide to be a financial advisor, make sure people come before anything else. Because you're doing it for them, not for yourself. It's always for them. All right. Strangest compliment you've ever gotten from a client? Strangest compliment I've ever gotten from my client. It's a compliment to me, but you sure you don't have kids? <laughs> <laughs> yeah, it's a compliment to me. Yeah. Um, four dinner guests, dead or alive? Four, wait, go again? Four dinner guests, dead or alive. So you can pick any person that you just really would want to talk to. They could be dead, they could be alive, they could be anyone. Jesus. Um, he's both dead and alive. Uh, <laughs> um, Bob Marley. Mm-hmm. Um, Andrew Holness. I don't know why. <laughs> he just came to me. Very strange. Um, 
Elon Musk. He intrigues me. That, that sounds so like a much. very debatable table. Yeah. That sounds like a lot of conversation yeah. at that table. Because Elon and Andrew would need to have a proper conversation. Jesus and Andrew would have, to have a proper conversation. So the table is so spiritual at one side and yeah. so financial at the other side. It's crazy because Elon, not being a spiritual person, has a faith of people that I, I believe Jesus wish had faith in <laughs> yeah. me. So trust me, these are I just really was, I just want to just be there and just listen to that. And favorite hobby. My favorite hobby, packing and organizing my pouches. <laughs> <laughs> um, do you have anything that you want to put out there? Um, anything? Hmm. I'd say just be the best you you can be. Um, allow yourself to be submissive to God's plan for your life and just see how things will really work out because we don't have control over anything. We really don't have control over what happens but we do get direction from him and i think having that would really help us as we go along every day you have anything you want to ask me yeah why you started this podcast well as i said i started it because i just feel that there's some things that people need to hear Mm -hmm. the conversations that we just need to well ask And, and what do you think you're going to impart from doing this um, well, it'll help me with my, well, financial, spiritual, and knowledge-based journey because I'm a lover of just knowledge in general. Mm-hmm. But I also think that it's going to help me with my organizing, my, you know, strategy, bu- mm-hmm. strategy building, my, my wantness to not move from being a partial introvert partial extrovert to uh, being a complete omnivert where I can be in my space but also control the space that I'm in. Okay, so yeah. clearly going to level up after this <laughs> season. I mean, I mean, that's the goal. That's the goal in mm-hmm. my head. And the last question is, who do you want me to have on this show? Who would be a nice guest for this show? Hmm. We can speak about anything, but I want it to be impactful conversation. Who would I think about being on this show? Who would I think about? Well, there's one person I know who would be into these things, because that's her. But I also feel like she can impart a lot um, to persons, especially if she chooses to not talk about what she does all the time, but Mm. more getting to really know her on a religious aspect mm-hmm. and that's Shakira Mills my best friend <laughs> and we you know we will talk to try yeah. and get that done so well that's a wrap um, I'm going to ask all my guests at the end of every episode since mm-hmm. this is just a second episode <laughs> I will ask all my guests to just say the name of the podcast so it's Just Ask Podcast alright cool 